From the start of the show, welcome. then I'll tell y'all what I what, welcome, what, what I predicted to the thirty-something uh, episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X. We've been having mad technical difficulties, and the brothers are so deep into the conversation when I come back in here and everything that I'm just interrupting them. So I have to apologize to both Rob and Gene and Grant from off of the top of the dome, you know, from the top of the game for even interrupting your conversations. But, you know, um, one of the things that we are going to talk about tonight, since I am or I am already interrupting is we're talking about the shootings that the uh, beating that happened in Memphis and um, Rob, you were saying you didn't see it. You haven't seen it at all. I'm not going to watch it. I mean, it, unfortunately, one, we've seen too many black people lynched by police. I'm, I'm not interested in watching another black man die for no reason. And two, you kind of figured there's, you know, they rushed to get this thing out there. Like, they claim that they're doing the right thing. And it's all performative. You know, as the video has been observed, you know, now all of a sudden, the uh, the paramedics who arrived on the scene and did nothing, now they're starting to get the taste. But all this happened after the general public saw it. There's no re- those, those paramedics, those EMTs, should have been smoked just like those five brown officers were. The white dude who tased them, well, now after everybody else has seen the video and said, why isn't this guy part of the group? Now he's getting, like, it's all performative. It's all, it's all BS. You know, I'll we got a bad this. culture. They didn't, they didn't, he wasn't, he didn't die on the video. I think that's what. That's another reason I was able to watch it. He didn't die till afterward. They showed yeah, he what died led a couple to days later, right? Yeah, yeah, they showed, but they showed. You know what? What led to it? It was, uh, it was disturbing. I think it was disturbing. Uh, you know, and I don't know why. Well, probably was, because uh, he died as a result of. I mean, it's worse for me to watch something like Twelve Years a Slave. I don't know why, but. Maybe because I was in the profession, I don't know. But yeah, uh, I'll tell you this. Go ahead with your introductions. No, I just, I just or said, we, you know, maybe. Going, we, now it's, we, it's, now we going, man. It's rolling now. We're here. We're rolling. We already, we're already in it right now. So, you know, because you can't hold this convers, this conversation won't be yeah, held back any brother. longer. You know, I'm sorry about that. I can hear myself pretty clearly. Um, hopefully, you guys, we can try to muddle through it. I'll, I'll work on it as we go along. But um, as I, as we were all saying, it's it's difficult to hold this conversation back. It won't be held back any longer. You know, we saw today the white the white cop who actually tased him and started a lot of it. He finally we find out him. So the only good thing about that, yeah, you got your work cut out, brother. You gonna have to go back and edit your voice over all this. We'll see because I, I'm coming through pretty clear. So it's like. Maybe you Every might not be. Word, yeah, maybe you won't be able able to understand it, but um, it's tight. Grant, what do you think about it? So, I'm 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 with Rob. I didn't watch the video either. Um, I don't think I can glean anything new from watching it or not watching. I don't think it's going to change anything for me. But what I what I when I saw that the uh, three the EMT and the two firefighters were being uh. We're now in, in, the, in the crosshairs, too. What I found interesting about that is firefighters around the country, there's been a been an influx of firefighters around the country getting sued personally for, you know, when like if it, so. So when you are when you respond on a, on a medical call, there's a certain level of professionalism. There's a certain level of, of care that you're supposed to be given to that person. And if you don't give that care to that person, there's a possibility that they could backdoor you the family if they pass away or whatever the family could come back through and go after you personally so those so those firefighters are in a in a real precarious position now that now that this video is out i don't know if i'm guessing that they're because i just saw their i just saw that they uh came out uh with something yeah. against them earlier today so i don't know if they're actually in there but what was, I just on, found it interesting what was on the that, video that, that was firefighters so bad are now on the chopping block too what was on the video that was so bad? They were guilty. I haven't Every, watched anything. I, I don't know. I thought it was just the EMS. Yeah, I just thought it was the EMS, but maybe those were firefighters because they dress alike a lot of times. But well, you know, yeah, I, there I, were there were three. Okay, and I, I'm well, guessing. I'm guessing that they, yeah. all three of them were on the EM, 
on the EMS rig. Maybe it was it. Man, there. They was grab assing, man. I'm gonna tell you something. Everybody was no one saying this part of the story, but I kind of I think I know why everybody was standing around instead of doing their jobs. I think everybody was on the hunt for PC. They were looking for the probable cause because they knew they had fucked up. They shared a, a um, conversation amongst the silly ass cops while they were gathered in a circle because one of the cameras that someone was wearing had picked up the, the circle jerk. And and during that that part of it, I already heard them starting to come up with excuses. Did you see him grab? Yeah, he grabbed for old boy gun and this, that, and everything. And it's right away, it was all game. Like, okay, it's, it's a cover-up going on. And then it dawned on me, these people, everybody knows there's no PC because I'm telling you something. While all this is going on, they definitely got somebody back at the car tearing that shit apart looking for something. You know what I'm saying? That, that they could justify uh, these actions with. That, that's one thing. But just put a, a pin cushion in that. The reality is this. What they did happens all the time. People just don't die. You see yep. what I'm saying? And so and so this is so they they weren't it wasn't murder, right? It was like teenagers kicking somebody's ass. They even though they killed them, it's I mean technically it is murder, but I'm, the intentions wasn't. It was like teenagers kicking somebody's ass and then the person dies. It really you know, because right. so you know, second, they, second they fight all the time and everything else. Involuntary manslaughter. But but the, the horror show was all the stuff that was picked up on these body cameras, man. I said this before it even played. I said I was said this on somebody's thread or whatever, or maybe to one of my old buddies. I said, man, watch how much shit they be talking. Watch how much shit they say. I bet you it's going to be a whole lot of shit talking. And what I mean by that is the shit they said, probably put your motherfucking head back before I break your goddamn neck. This is that. And I mean, you know, I'm telling you that go People think, oh, these are bad cops, you know, that did this and that. And every man, those are normal cops. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying. And on those specialized units and everything else. I once talked on the show. I think about a unit they had in Fort Myers. They called it Blue Thunder or whatever and shit. I remember the dickhead who used to run, who used to run the shit. When I think back, and I was young and dumb back then, but when I think back on some of the stuff that came out that man's mouth and everything, all these damn jump out units are the same. And I'm gonna tell you something. Every jump out unit, every specialized unit like that, or 90-something percent of them across this country, are for policing black neighborhoods. That's why they're always running with that. And they're, 85% of the crimes committed by black people. You know, this, you know how those guys start talking like that right. and everything else. It's all That narrative is always being painted so that they can justify more policing in that, in that area more police equipment for that area, more tactical gear for those areas and everything else. Mm -hmm. And so this is what happened. That lady got to Memphis, right? And every time a chief gets a new job, you know what I'm saying? They got, they got to go ahead and, you know, mark their territory or, or show their strength or flex or whatever. She put that together and, and it was basically, look, people are dying in this city. Kids killing kids or whatever this and that. With a high, you know, we got the worst murder rate going. Uh, I think in twenty two Memphis or twenty one Memphis was way up there. Or whatever. We about to take the city back. We ain't asking no questions. This and that, man. They said something like the first week they jumped out in the first week or two and, and arrested like three hundred, made three hundred and something felony arrests and everything. Look, man, if you made three hundred arrests. You violated thirteen hundred people's rights. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> right, the numbers. Good. <laughs> you know, and because because many of them were like uh, Tyree. Is his name? Is it Tyree? It's, uh, Tyree. Is it Tyree? It was yeah, I, Tyree. Think I think it's Tyree. Yeah. yeah, like many of them were like Tyree. They just didn't die. Can you catch hear me now? They got harassed. Yeah, yeah, you, know. you sound better. Yeah, you're okay. good now. All right, 
Well, you, yeah. you know, the thing about, I, I don't mean to interrupt you when you're on your run, when you're on a run, Jeannie, but because you're 100% right, and none of us have had that experience working with police forces, you were you were basically special, special tactics, right? SWAT, at one point. I did that for a year and a half, yeah. Okay, so you know what you're talking about when you, when you talk about these things. And most of, the, the interesting thing is that most of these things are, are tribal things, I actually had a conversation with this yesterday on my, on another app, and I was just relating it to how gangs and how these gangs within the police forces, because that's exactly what that special unit is. It's a gang. Mm-hmm. And they're walking around oh, yeah. and they're doing X, Y, and Z. And they're behaving like it. And it was interesting what you just said, that you were waiting to hear about how what words came out of it and what phrases came out of it. Because one of the things that came out during this entire thing is that there's that rumor that one of the police officers, his girlfriend or his ex-girlfriend, baby's mom, worked at FedEx. And he, and she and he was taking pictures and sending pictures back to the ex for whatever reason. And that some of the, some of the ass-whooping took a little bit extra in it because it was like sort of like you protecting your brothers. It's like, you know, us rolling out on somebody who's messing with one of our wives or something like that, and we rolling out as a crew, except for we got badges now and we can knock somebody out. It's interesting how it got so tribal so quickly with these things. But it was also interesting the way the tribes broke down because when I was having that conversation yesterday, I didn't know about the fourth white guy with the taser. Nobody did. So what does that say that they didn't want to? Because basically what that allowed us to do is that if we've all got that borderline racist dude that we deal with, you know, somewhere in the in our um, atmosphere during the course of the day, who was saying, like, it's five black police officers being a black guy. So this proves our point. Now, you add the sixth guy in. Do you think that it makes a difference that there's a white officer that's involved in this now that probably should have lost his job right away with the rest of them if you're talking about dealing in concert? Well, I I think initially the reason the first five went is is because they saw indisputable indisputable shit shit that they're not going to be able to politic around and stuff right but i am curious because as i watched it i didn't see a clear five so i'm wondering if there's information on one or two of them that's being withheld so that you know be you know, for obvious reasons, they not they didn't lift up the rug and show all the goddamn dirt. You know what I'm saying? They they, they did what they had to to get ahead of it. So right. you know, it could be that you know, uh, it could be that they didn't have enough, or they did what the white folks who were on the scene did, along with some of the other black folks who were not charged that were on the scene didn't do anything egregious enough, uh, you know, to warrant, uh, the same thing. Uh, but, and I'm gonna tell you, I I really think they were hoping to throw those five to the wolves and watch the dust settle Mm. instead of throw those fives to the wolves and, you know, keep going. But I don't, you know, I think that was, (sighs) Well, that was high hopes because I knew they were going to start peeling. They could. There are so many directions to peel the onion back now on. Well, let me each sw- person in, out in, there. Let me let me in, sw- in this world of video though. In this world of video, how can you possibly think that somebody's going to get away? Like once 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 he once the brother dies, I mean you got to know that every that everything from from the from the initial traffic stop, everything is coming back. Right, it's it's all coming back, and you have to know that. I mean, there's body cams, there's radio, there's, you know what I mean? Like, there's uh, cameras around, just in the street, ATMs, whatever, whatever. I mean, there's all type of video evidence that you could find to see exactly what happened. So, how could you possibly think that somebody who did something at the beginning, let you know, let's say the the span of the of the 
from the stop to the end of the ass whooping was 30 minutes. You can't think that somebody came and participated within that 30 minutes and they ain't there. You know what I mean? Like, it, there's no video. There's no record of them. Well, there's I want, definitely a record. I wanted to swing a question to you, Grant, because you're about the closest thing that we have here on this show to someone who's the emergency services provider because you work with um, the fire department. You are on the fire department. You know CPR, I'm pretty sure. Um, if not, then I don't want to come to your city. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know... With you know, with what's going on, with what's being said, I haven't watched any of this stuff either. You know, I I didn't watch any of it. I didn't want to see it and everything. But from the from the perspective of someone who would be an EMT in this situation, and you were talking about the liability that they possibly hold with this situation, um, have you seen anything? What are they saying? That why are they saying that these men or women might be in trouble? Like honestly, I don't I don't know why. I haven't seen it. So 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 when you get when you get called onto an, an emergency scene as a as a paramedic. So there's there's a priority on the scene. So somebody has somebody has control of the scene at some point. So if police call for a medic, when that medic gets on the scene, that medic is now in control of that scene because if you didn't if you needed a medic as a cop, when you call that medic and he arrives on the scene, all of a sudden he takes control of that scene. So now everything that happens from that point on is under his purview. Mm. That's how they, that's how they getting caught up in the mix. Well, you should watch the video because you, it's optics. This is why they're getting caught up. It's all optics. That man, <clears throat> they had him cuffed. He was suffering on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. When they they drug him up against the car. He was sitting up against the car cuffed, right? Suffering. Right. Uh, you know, and you could tell he was suffering because he was moving, you know, and he and it was there was no reason, you know, he was very, very uncomfortable, uh, to say the least. And he flopped to the side. They had to pick him up. He flopped to the other side. And there were paramedics walking and talking. But, that, but that's feet. what I'm saying. At There's one time, a, it's the optics. I'm just saying. But it, no, it's not the optics. It's not the optics. That's, that's, the optic. that's, the that's optics. refusing to render aid. They're under they're exactly. in trouble because they didn't render aid in a timely fashion. Well, no, what Grant thing. said that is no. a failure to the, that is a failure to do your duty. Well, well what I'm they're all boys, is, so I'm sure they got over there and they're like, yeah, you know, they started talking shit with these dudes. You know, I'm hey, telling you what's going to happen. They are going to say that the cops were in control. Or some, or some type of some way that because of the cops they didn't render it. No, I'm not. Oh. I'm not defending them. So they don't got, get they me wrong. Try. They they yeah. can say that, but they but they not gonna they not gonna win that argument because the the legally well let me say in in Michigan legally once once it once it becomes a medical scene medics are in charge. If it becomes a fire scene, fire's in charge. If it becomes a crime scene, police are in charge. I don't care who I don't care who started. You see what I'm saying? If it's a, if it's a fire and we find a body at the end of the fire, all of a sudden it's a crime scene. Right. And we we are we are beholden to police at that point. Right. Right? So there so so depending on how the how the scene is is happening. Mm-hmm. Those medics are in pro- they they definitely in trouble because if they call if they made a call and said, and was police was like, "Yo, we need medics on the scene," and the medics came, and then they just allowed everything to go on the way it was going on, and and you didn't, I mean, if you saying my man was cuffed and fell over a couple times, I mean, if you already on the scene, yeah, there should there should at least been the initial assessment. Oh yeah, no, they you know did it. I mean? They did it. I saw them squat down, right. And I can only imagine, see, the best video has no sound. It's from a street a street camera. That's the mm-hmm. best video because it shows the whole scene. The totality of, of the scene. Well, uh, you know, uh, the most important part. It don't show the running and stuff like the other cops' cameras. But it shows the most important parts. And during that part of it, I can't, I can only imagine the shit talking that was going on that you couldn't hear around those medics. 
but but they're gonna piece. I mean, it, they've already pieced it all together because oh yeah, uh, you know they probably reviewed everybody's camera for yeah. conversation and this that and everything else. And I think a lot of them though turn the camera off. Uh, you know, probably and. you know it, 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 saying that with all the noise and shit. I can imagine a thousand excuses cops have for turning the camera off. But I mean, that silent video is the best convictor in the world. I think. Here's the other piece that's that's really gonna cook that's really gonna cook their bacon is that every medical run, at least here, every every medical run has some documentation that goes with it. I mean at most every run gets a report. But when you're doing a when you're doing a medical report, it's a much more detailed, you know, we arrived on the scene at such and such time. We, right. you know, check this, check this vitals and they were whatever they were. You know what I mean? Like every, yeah. every step All of those care details. Yeah. has to be in that report. And if it's not, and it ends up going to court, you're going to have a problem. First of all, you probably not going to remember the run that's in question. Right. Because you get so, at least in Detroit, we get so many. So you're probably not going to remember the run. So it's best for you to be as detailed as possible so that when you see it, It'll hopefully it'll jog your memory. Right. But if what they said they did is not what they did on that video. Oh, yeah. So listen, man. So listen, Grant, Gene, you guys, like you have experience in working with municipalities. I want to give Rob, Rob a chance to like, you know, get into the conversation here. And I want you to imagine for a second, Rob, that you're the young man, Tyree, driving the car. Um. One of the reasons why I think that you're probably great for this role is because if it is true about what they said about the FedEx driver and that there was some type of relationship between the two of them, well, that's you, Rob, because you slept with many people's (laughs) ex-girlfriends. Right? Really? You go you going all the way back to what I say one crazy thing in front of a football party forty years ago. And you go a whole way to that. Listen, wow. I'm, but I'm just saying though. Can you imagine, Rob? You know what I'm saying? Can you like imagine? I'm not gonna name any names here, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is when the show gets interesting. Everybody's like, I wonder which one he's going to choose. Not not like, you know, who the girl is, it's which one. Because we're talking about Rob here. But <laughs> And thinking about it in terms of this, though, Rob, can you imagine that you're getting pulled over like by a police officer just because of the fact that his boo thing is now your boo thing? You know, what do you do in that situation? That's the problem. I mean, you can't. No matter what you do in that situation, they're going to spin it another way. And that's been the problem for so many years. I mean, that's, you know, the only reason why this isn't just another dead you-know-what is because of video cameras. Mm-hmm. If, you know, they were working, they forgot that everything's recorded, but they still thought everything was going to go according to Hoyle. They still thought they were going to be able to talk their way out of this. They started coming up with their alibis and stuff, and they got them on video coming up, you know, starting to come up with, trying to come up with a story that they could craft to make this all go away. Mm. Like, when you're in that position, there ain't nothing you can do. Right, you just, you just take it. You, know, you, you just have to take it because even if you, you know, if you try to defend yourself, you're wrong. If you drive off, they're going to spin it another way. Like there's no there's no real recourse for you in that. There's no safe haven. And I think that, you know, what it what it reminded me of, it reminded me of, conver- of a conversation that I had with a cop at my former gym. My gym used to be full of police officers. I, this is before the pandemic. And, um, and you eliminated them all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. <laughs> but um, so no, we were having a conversation about a traffic stop, and he asked me, like, you know, point blank, he was like, "Somebody pulls you over, what are you gonna do?" I said, "Let him, you know, pull out my license, you know, start to handle my license." And as I handed to him, ask him, "Good afternoon, officer. Like, what did I do?" And he's like, "Oh, that's wrong. That's wrong. You know, you're starting with the attitude. What's it like right away?" And I'm like. How is that an attitude if it's the law that I'm supposed to be able to ask him? Like, why? what is the reason why? I was like, now, what you're doing is you're saying that I'm supposed to, like, kowtow to this man because he's wearing a badge. And he's saying, well, basically, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. And I think that line of thinking is the exact reason why these police officers are probably are speaking to attorneys right now. 
It's that thought process that no one has to, I don't have to answer to anyone and I can actually do anything I want. I can brutalize this person and there's no, there's no reciprocity behind it or there's not going to be anything behind it. There's no strength there. And that's like that thought process. That's not a black thing or a white thing. It's a police. It's power. a blue thing. Yeah, it's a it's a blue thing. It's a police. It's a power dynamic that some of these guys like cultivate. That's live. That's that's the culture of policing in America. Okay, let's say. And that's gotten so far off base because, you know, how they decided. I'm not sure where along the process they decided that they would judge, jury, and executioner. Right. You know, yeah. And it wasn't always it wasn't always as bad. It's always our our community has dealt with it always. Like brown people have always had to deal with cops who had no respect for their community and treated them like they were subhuman. But at one point I feel like when we were when we were growing up, like I think they were still like it was almost like cops and robbers. Like and you could have cops like Friends who were cops, like guys who remembered, like, yo, I grew up with these dudes. There's a party that, I, that a friend of mine has every year. Mm-hmm. And he's a, he's a neighborhood dude. Mm-hmm. And his party is neutral ground. So that guy over there deals big rock to this day. That guy over there deals H. That guy's a state trooper. That guy's DEA. But that day, that thing is neutral ground. Mm. And, you know, they all grew up together, and so everybody knows each other, and it's sort of, you know, why'd you go that way, blah, blah, blah. But it's not – for some reason, cops almost take it personal that you're breaking the law. Like, yo, dude, he's a lawbreaker, so of course he's not going to respond to you because right. you are the law. But you, on the other hand, took an oath to protect and defend the rules, so you really can't break the rules, but somehow we let them think that they could just do whatever they want. Like the rules. They always have, that. though, bro. I, to some degree, they always have. But I think it's gotten rules. worse. Well, I don't. It, it, maybe I don't know how you define worse, really. But uh, I will say that uh, you know it's a perfect storm, maybe, of uh, this generation going up against uh, being employed by the you know as far as the cops are concerned, and then the other part of the generation let's say criminals or society that have to uh, interact with cops. Everybody's kind of different. Now the whole thing is different now. However, police are still on the power trip that they've always been on. It's just that we were more docile. Well, I also during think their military, power trip back in the militarization of the police things. has made it like at one point you decided you were going to, you know, you're going to do some dirt, whatever. And you were hoping you got away from it. And if not, and you hired a lawyer and you took your you took your chase your your case to the court and you might have wound up going to jail. But the police started getting machine guns, whatever they're gonna say it was because the drug dealers got machine guns. But you could have found another way to bust them. You didn't have to you didn't have to match firepower with firepower. It was right. because you were abusing those guys that they suddenly realized, like, yo, if I have an encounter with the cops, that could be my life. You right. know. So well, yeah, and, and, and they weren't getting that. shot. They weren't even getting shot by the black community, which they got all that firepower for anyway. I'm gonna tell you who, who, who like it, but in Cali has a different story. <laughs> Their firepower firepower started when the white boys was robbing banks over there and was like, "Yo, you run up on us, you know? What I'm saying we ain't, we ain't we ain't gonna turn around and let you cuff us, but we yeah, we go, that's, we, we, we that's go, always we gonna, been the we, case." Yeah, that's always been the case. Black people don't black people don't don't have a history of violence in this. In, in this not country against like police. Uh, not right. I'm saying not against other races. Period. We right. just don't have that kind of reputation. Like, right. I, I mean, I don't care. I don't care how you spin it. Historically, there is no there is no time when black people were just out here killing white folks or Jews or whoever. The fuck. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just not the case. It's Ever. a false but they, narrative. But they scared like not it anyway. Graham. Not the John Brown rebellions. We're they not gonna scared. count that. Yeah. But they, they, We're not gonna well, count slavery. Well, scared. John Brown had they're a reason scared because yeah. he, wa- he wasn't. Ju- he wasn't just. You know, he didn't just wake up one morning and go, "Oh, you yeah. know what? I'm tired of this really cushy life that I got." He had a reason. He had a reason. Right. Like, yeah. like, like, like I'm gonna go kill Whitey. 
That wasn't his thought process. He, he went he went Garrett cause, Morris, wake up one day was, and said, I'm gonna go get me a shotgun and shoot all the whiteies I see. Right, because he was effectively a white a white guy. So it's like so you can't really say that he was going out there saying, you know, I'm just gonna go out there and just kill Whitey because you know what I'm saying, I hate white people. So it's like really there was a reason people. there was a reason behind it. Buy my records first. Right, exactly. What I'm trying to <laughs> what I'm trying to what I'm trying to get at here is that these you know, for the first couple of days this was like really spun as a very black issue. Black people did it and everything and that was what the they it tried. was all black they did. They really did try. Fox they tried, tried hard. They tried oh, yeah, super they still tried. Hard. Oh yeah, and I'm not seeing any race at all in this. And I'm not. What do you think, Chuck? <laughs> you can't be racing now. Oh no, this. Is a, yeah, I'm getting tired of it. I'm like, oh wow, these folks right here. At the end of the day, look, man, them black officers was operating under the same judicial system that has done what it's done to, especially the black community this whole time. Well, uh, it don't matter if they were Asian officers. It don't mm-hmm. matter if they were Latino, Latinx officers. It would have been the same shit. It, 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 look, they work for the same judicial system <laughs> in the same role that the others before them worked in that abused everybody. Well, it's funny. It's funny you should say that again because last week when Grant and I were talking about it, like I told, I was speaking to Rob earlier today. And I told him, I was like, I listened to that episode with me and you, Grant, and, like, you know, our, our conversations are really good and deep and intellectual, but, like, they really lack filtering. And <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, we were talking about, we were talking about, I said, I made the joke, and this, the only thing I thought about was putting up a snippet was the part where I said, look, I haven't seen the video because I still haven't seen the video, but... If it's black, it's black men that were there. I think it, it's like kind of good for hiring of black police officers because what happens is it was the black people go out as police officers. They commit a crime in uniform. They fire them right away, and the government isn't paying their defense right away, and everything is good. And players can make a clean a clean sweep at that point in time. And the irony of the fact that there was a that there was a sixth officer who was a white guy who did not get fired, they said that they relieved him of his duties. They didn't say they fired him like they did the other guys. So he could still possibly be drawing a pension, he could still probably get That's legal. all over. That's all over. He go he go wind up getting the same thing that they did. You think now. so? You think the murder charge? I don't think I don't I don't know. I don't think I don't think the murder charge will stick for all five of them anyway. I think there's probably about three of them that's really gonna go down for it all. Uh, you know, as far as gonna take the whole uh, book thrown at them. Everybody else is gonna is go, <laughs> look. Everybody else is gonna snitch, do whatever they have to do to 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 get. You know that minimum being offered, and, yeah. and it's probably about three of them that's going to have to, that's going to take it for take the whole ride for everything. And I would say generally the one who, if it if it is true about the FedEx story, you know he's the first one going down for, you know, twenty years. He's the one that's going to get the worst one. He's going to get fifteen to eighteen, somewhere around there. It probably is true, because really I only saw. Three people that you could say, yeah, them idiots, they they got to go. The baton man who hit him with the baton a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and what he was yelling when he did it. Mm-hmm. The fucking field goal kicker who tried to kick a field goal with his head a couple times, but slipped the first time. I don't even think he got him. Got think he almost busted his ass the first time. Really didn't even see the second one, but they were pointing it out. But I didn't see it see it well. He's he's probably you know uh, going for sure. And then the third one is uh, I don't know if it was one of them two man. Somebody just I mean was just, first of all two of them let him up. They couldn't control this guy after he was beat down. Everything they didn't want to control him. It was like he right. was just stumbling up, 
and they weren't laying on him or nothing. These linebacker-sized dudes, too, man. Mm-hmm. He's stumbling up, and then while he was up, one of them was sucker-punched him a couple of times. Didn't even knock him down with the sucker-punches. Because he, I guess he couldn't because the other two was holding his arms and holding him up. Uh, it was, I'm telling you, it was Keystone Cops type oh, shit uh, uh, during the the beating. Didn't it? Shouldn't? Shouldn't they all? Like, I, I I can't understand how some of them would not get the whatever the max is. Whatever you know what I mean? Like whatever whatever the maximum penalty out of all of this turns out to be. I can't understand. And why they wouldn't all get the same thing? Well, we're because about- they're all trained police officers. But at, at some point, your training, at some point, your training and the oath that you took and all that shit has to come into play. I don't give a fuck if you if you was just standing on the sideline watching somebody get their ass whooped. But that's the dichotomy of race because they are going to get they are going to get they're going to get convicted. Those officers are going to get convicted. They're going down. They're not um, even going to trial. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they're going to fight yeah. it. I'd be surprised if, if somebody stands on not guilty throughout the trial, knowing that, that motherfucker facing everything except for the needle. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't think I don't I don't see anybody gripping their balls and standing on any principle that they they so called have. See, but it's like this whole thing is like, but it's a the whole thing is like a little microcosm of the way that we live racially in the United States of America, the way that we think about police racially. The white guys are always the good guys. The black guys definitely did it. You know, presumable doubt, you know, for the white cop, no presumable doubt for the black cop. Because, um, like, we pretty... And they don't deserve it in this case. It's like we're past presumable doubt with these guys. We knew that something was wrong when they weren't showing the video for days. We knew something was wrong when they fired them right away and everything. That would have never happened had the had it been five white cops and one black cop. There's no possible way that that, if anything, what would have probably happened is the black cop who tased him, who in this case would be the white cop, who tased him first before anything else, he'd probably be facing the, far, the biggest charge because he actually deployed his taser and used it first on him. So they're going to protect in a reverse in that way. And what it, what it, the reason why I'm mentioning that is like, I'm not the racist in this. They are. Because this is the way that they go about doing things. But I would be called the same way. I would be called out as being the racist in this individual because of the fact that I'm simply pointing out the way that we respond to these things. Fox News tried to make it a big thing, you said. I'm not trying to watch any of that shit. I'm not trying to hear any of it because the racism of this country is just like, it's so much, it's like you wake up in the morning, it's like you dip yourself in a big bucket full of it, and then you go about the rest of your day. Well, some people dip dip themselves in the bigger buckets of it. Like, the most outrageous thing that I've heard, and, you know, this dude, that's why he gets checks, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see what, what size cell he has in hell. Jason Whitlock. Oh, what did he say? Oh, his his stupid commentary was he. So he looks at that video and says, "This looks exactly to me like what happens when you have a man raised by a single woman, yeah. or something to that effect." Basically, he laid the whole thing off on Jesus, single women raising boys instead of saying, oh, wait a minute, we got a policing problem here in America. We could, he could be absolutely right. We could have, that could be a problem, but this ain't that problem right now, homie. You out there bootlicking. Nobody's identifying. Nobody. I shouldn't say nobody. There's very few people are really identifying that we have a, a police problem in detail. Uh, what they're putting out there is this, you know, vague. Oh, some of the cops. Uh, yeah, we're still on that. We still haven't said that this is there. a culture. But the, the the truth of the matter is, it's all uh, from A to Z. Pretty much, is fucked up. Now, I just say call them something else. If you have people that are responding to violent emergencies, call them something else. Uh, just change the word. And have them only do that. 
They don't get to do traffic stops and, and this and that and everything else. The only thing they're on deck for is is shit meets fan. And, and and nothing else. Uh, uh, they they can't don't have and call them something else, and then have what we think of as a police force right now that answers all the calls. You know, from a cat in a tree to uh, to traffic enforcement and this and that and everything else. And when it comes to traffic enforcement, let the citizens have it. That's Meaning a- that dude don't even have a gun. If a person wants to run, they can run. You got their information. You got exactly. the plate. You can find them you got later. The pictures and everything. Years ago, you exactly find technology, them. and you go get their ass because it, it it has no one saying policing needs to be changed and it needs to be changed dramatically in these areas. Most people are saying, "Oh yeah, you know, retraining this, that, and everything else, defund," which. It's a it's a harsh word. It's a but threat. But if you really dig into it, it's a well, threat. Well, if you really dig into it, it's it just it's it, it should be titled reallocate instead. Yeah, of reallocating defund. the funds because exactly. they don't want to defund the police. They yeah. want the police to hire different types. Want to hire want them to hire yeah. specialists of different types, people of different abilities to deal with these right. other situations. See the problem right. with the problem with what we're suggesting when you're doing that is you're you're actually calling for a social reengineering. Because part of the problem, That's what part needs of to the happen. question, no, no, I'm not, I'm not saying it. It doesn't. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Part I'm of the problem, part of what people are said, what people say about it is that um, the system isn't. It's the system is not failing us. It's working exactly for the purposes that it was designed for. Exactly. The question really exactly. becomes at this point in time: Is it necessary for that design to still exist? It's expired. Yes. If you if you the powers that be, it's necessary for that design right. to exist. <laughs> and never, I, I, I mean, Grant's answering for uh, uh, for the ops. Right. This is it. If, so so, what would if if you were in control of ninety percent of the wealth in this country, what would you do to keep it? Right. Everything you know they're doing right see? now. Right, you would do all of this shit. It's so so so. It shouldn't it shouldn't come as as a surprise to anyone that all of these things that happen happen. The the fuck the fact that they're fucking poisoning us with the food, they're killing us with the water. Fucking eggs at eighteen thousand dollars a fucking dozen. I mean, like I mean, all all of this shit that goes on, man. Like all of this shit is is a design simply to keep you fucked up. So yep. that you're not looking at what's really happening out here, yeah, right? Because you you so you so distracted by your your day to day survival, which is not what you supposed to, you ain't supposed to be distracted by your fucking survival. Survival is just supposed to happen. That's fucking funny. yeah. But you distracted by your survival. Uh, yeah, and I'm, all this still- all this other shit that happens, man. It's just it's all it's all it's all by design to me. No, yeah, man. Baby and bathwater is my philosophy. Not just the bathwater. We we at the point now where everything gotta go. You know. No, nah, you gotta start from scratch. This isn't a, this isn't a this isn't a patch job. You gotta start from scratch. You gotta blow up that building, clear yeah. the land, and start all over. America again. ain't America ain't built for that. Oh, we ain't about that. I know we ain't no, about but, that. But, a, but it ain't. But this is because just... you're, you're you're cutting you're digging into people. One, you're digging into people's pockets. It's not two, just in America. You're digging with problem. their perceptions and. Re- well, it's a, it's a it's in a other, much it's a much larger problem here than other places. It's a colonization problem. Any place in other countries, they have colonized, clues, man. They got the same issues. Absolutely, but in other yeah. countries, they have coups, and they kill everybody. We yeah. America ain't built for that. Oh ain't built no! For a coup. Well, we might be in twenty years. Uh, I'm a t- you know what's what's blowing? Okay, so Exum, you asked something at the beginning, and we. Ha- Oh my God, this blew my mind. I'm watching the news, my daily routine, coffee, little local news. Mm-hmm. Georgia now is pushing legislation, right? Mm-hmm. Sort of like the crack laws, but for guns. Mm-hmm. Guns, uh, possessing guns during felonies. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you know bolster it up, right? Oh yeah, if you if you got a yeah. gun, you you 20 yeah. years off the off the drug. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
And then it just dawned on me while that lady was talking. We are, I think, by far the number one country in gun distribution, you know, for no profit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's no Look how the setup that. was real. And then it starts just like they put crack in the neighborhoods, came to crack laws. These folks put gun- these folks put guns have legally put guns out here, and now they are going to have these, uh, uh, you know, in possession of during during a fin- uh, felony, added stuff and everything else. And I'm thinking to myself, it never. The layers are so deep; they just go to a different layer when this one gets it never ends done or uh, or ran out. And everything they it's almost like they got. They got uh, aces they got in the hole, and they got an unlimited amount of holes. Plans on top of plans, on top of plans, on top of plans. You know, we're we're the biggest we're the biggest incarcerator of individuals um, in the world, and what the what that is is that's a continuation of the slavery system. It's just continuation of slavery, and you know. We have a couple more white slaves in certain areas, and we got black slaves mostly, and minority slaves, and that's just the way that we're built. And they change things. We are this country in the courthouse and the court system is one big actuarial bean counting station, where they are looking at you from the time that you come out. And they've already determined whether or not you're going to end up in this pile or you're going to end up in that pile. And if you fall somewhere in between the middle and you, God forbid, you like don't have any purpose because then they're going to feed you some poison food. They'll get you some other way and get you out of here. It's only for the useful. You have to make yourself. People think that it's just free to live in this country. And it's not free to live in this country. You have to make yourself useful. If you're not useful, if nobody has a purpose for you, you might as well be dead. And that, and what that comes down to is if you're generating bread. If you're not generating any bread, then you're not serving a purpose. And that's just the way that it is. And they already have enough people that are over here that are generating bread. The thought process used to be that why would you... As someone growing up in a poor neighborhood, you always want to come up and you want to be better. And why would they stop you from being better? Well, your answer is because they already have enough people living in those neighborhoods. They don't need your black ass over there. They don't need, like, a certain amount of these people. They already have a certain amount of slots and everything. And they happen to look more like them because, you know, the the ones, they're loyal. They're loyal to their system. Racism may be completely and totally off the chain and off the hook as far as being intellectually sound or even like spiritually sound and everything. But when you start talking about numbers and resources, it makes a little bit more sense for certain people. Now, that number isn't as high as you would think that it is, which is the reason why I laugh and say, what the fuck are the rest of them thinking? It's like Dave Chappelle when he said, ha, 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 ha the poor whites. <laughs> they just don't Yeah, get it. no, it's like when he, no, he said, <laughs> hang in there, whites. <laughs> hang in there, whites, right, exactly. <laughs> With the best problems. Yeah, they're coming. And they will get you in any way or number or shape or ways, like you said, Gene. You know what I'm saying? Now they got the gun laws. Everybody, it's popular for you to tote guns. The determination of whether or not you were creating a felony or a misdemeanor many times depends on whether or not you have a public defender or you've paid your lawyer. Or you got money. Yep. It's that simple. You believe it. Public defender yep. or paid your lawyer. And that is the only difference between the two of them. And that's exactly how it's going to break down, and those numbers going to—they're going to have those. They're not worried about the closing of the um, private prisons or all those prisons. They're going to open up new ones, better ones. You know, they're—they're they're not yeah, trying. Yeah, well, it's all—it's all. It, they don't. I'm going to tell you something. They can figure out how to get your revenue without putting you in prison. They'll do it. Yeah, and, and they, if they can figure out how to take your rights and get your revenue, which which. 
A lot of it. I'm telling and, and man, already, they already figured that uh, out. Oh, Michelle Alexander wrote a, a book called The New Jim Crow, man, that, that really, uh-huh. really uh talks about the layers upon layers. But I'm gonna tell you something, man. My, I have a I have a, a stepson from first marriage, right? He calls me dad still because he was two years old when me and his mother got married, and he was like six or seven, six when uh, we split. But mm-hmm. I've been in and out the whole time. I even he even lived with me for ten months when he was fifteen years old. But anyway, he's in prison now, right? He's mm-hmm. doing like eight years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he and and you know he's gonna be getting out within. I don't know, six or seven months or so. Uh, but I'm gonna tell you something. I didn't I dare not even add up what that eight years cost me financially. Mm. Uh and not just me, because I'm just one of probably five, six people he has to try to hit up just to, you know, be co- be as comfortable in a miserable place as possible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But right. it, so so the toll that that system takes on everybody, people connected to the inmate, man, is ridiculous. It, the, the revenue, the the amount of money they charge for the for the calls, is astronomical. They are getting it any way they can, and this is all about. It's always been about revenue, as Grant pointed out so many times. And so, even if even if they go away from prisons, man, they it, it doesn't matter if you have an ankle monitor in your house and they're getting all your bread. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, 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 and getting free labor out of you or what, this and that. That's the goal, man. That's the goal. Well, these police, officers, the goal. these police officers were firmly, firmly planted on the other side of the fence, and they decided to jump it and to jump and actually break, do the genius thing and break into the jail. So that kind of tells you <laughs> what that psychology test is like running. They right out, right though. Now. They out now. They made bond. Yeah, they out now, but they, you know, but they're trying to figure out ways to tunnel themselves in. Because that's essentially what you do when you abuse your power in such a way. You know, well, no, it's, of, it is now possibly, but it hasn't been for so long that they felt entitled to do this. They I guarantee okay. you, they feel like victims right now. Yeah, I'll even go as oh, for sure. I'll even I go as far to say that, that they. That they could, they could actually be victims, victims if they were to stop. They are 50, though. That's the funny thing. If they would have stopped halfway through that ass whooping, if they had already whooped his ass, there's no need to go in, go out and do the extra. That was savage what they did. It was savage. No, and I'm telling you, man. They the man. Look, they've done it. They did it probably did it twenty before. times in the last right. month. They did it before. No one died them, though. No, I I agree. <laughs> I agree, but that doesn't make them any less more. It doesn't make them any less savage for doing that. I agree with they you. Did it 20, right, exactly. Some- they did it 20 times, and they got away with it 20 times. And it was sanctioned by people. It That's why they feel the like people. they're victims. It's yeah. not sanctioned by the people. It's sanctioned by the system. Let me get. Let me give you an example. Like, they were doing it, and they were doing it in the next town over. It was doing. They were doing it in the state. The next state over. It was happening everywhere. People in, in that uniform were doing it everywhere. And every that, time someone applauds the police, they chief, actually justify that. That chief is the is the number one perpetrator in this, and no one's talking about it. But I don't think I don't think it's going to escape her ass. I really don't. She's the number one perpetrator. I'm going to tell you why they feel like victims. Because in those briefings, in those meetings, the powwows before they go out to uh, take names and kick ass, they, uh, the sergeants, the lieutenants, and that, we're not taking any shit. Mm-hmm. We have to put a stop to this bullshit, this, that, and everything else. We got your back. I guarantee you. But another breath, they say... Oh, don't do nothing! Don't do nothing ridiculously stupid and get caught on camera and this and that. And everything. But they are. We got your back. We got your back, right? And even supervisors will tell you they got your back, knowing you have to break the rules and do what you do, such as you know speed on a chase, this that, whatever. You, you break your rules. But the thing in that culture is, they are cannibals, man. When it comes to trouble, 
That is your ass. I mean, so you feel like a victim because your supervisors and and your and authority over you have given you every reason to believe that you do whatever it takes to get the job done, and if something goes wrong, they're going to have your back. And yeah. I, it, it, that's what police chiefs are hired to do is to make everybody feel that way. But but she's she's not going to escape it because she that's her big claim to fame is starting the uh, what do they even call that shit again? I forget the name of it. Starting the the, the jump out. Uh, oh, the unit that uh, that they the had unit. To yes, starting that unit. Mm-hmm. And so if she starts the unit and gives instructions on how it's going to be, then like I said, man. They didn't already. They didn't probably have killed a few people that's gonna come out of the woodworks Them right now. Them is the boys. Them is the boys. You know, every every mayor has that squad, and had, I mean, I can only imagine. I would hate to go up against Eric Adams' squad because former police officer. Them motherfuckers. They're probably in some bad stuff. But you know what? Really quick though. Believe it or not, even though it it took a while to get started, this hour has gone very quickly. So I'd like to give you guys a round of applause real quick. But um, while we're going here and we're talking about these police brutality issues and not so much about what's going on in Congress and things of that nature, Donald Trump has been slowly but surely moving his way back into the consciousness of America. And it's very possible that he could win that nomination. I don't care what nobody says. And if he can win the nomination, then he can win the entire thing. Do you think we're going to see Trump, too? Yep. See, I don't think so. You you, you ask him, will he win yeah. or will he run? I, we already know he's running because, win. listen, he got to stay out of jail. We said that the day that he actually lost, that he'll be back because in order to stay out of jail, he's got to run. So we know that's going to happen. I, th- I think is he going to win? I think if he runs, if he runs, there'll be so many people that come out to to make sure that he doesn't win that he can't. See what happens, but what happens with the incumbent? You're usually better off the second time around, but with your incumbent being Joe Biden, and he's just old, he can't fight these guys. I don't think it's going to be Joe Biden though. Huh? They're going to they replace Joe Biden. Uh, I don't they're going to replace Joe Biden. See, that's where yeah, I Joe think Biden they're going to go wrong. Fuck. That's where I think they're going to go wrong. I don't think they're going to replace Joe Biden. I don't think they're going to replace him. They're going to run with the tried and true. And if it doesn't work out, then it just doesn't work out. Because how much well, is he's it He's really tried. I don't know how true he is. I don't know how much He's a politician. That man looks like he's just going to kill over and die any minute now. The way, I mean, he's, I, I, at first I thought, I was like, yeah, he's not that old, but I was just remembering him through the Obama years, I guess. But man, that man, yo. The, yeah. He's up there. He's up there. And, and, and but Trump isn't much younger. Too, where you, I think president, the presidency ages you like dog years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to be that old and be in office, bro. I know that's right. Well, you can't you can't even be a fucking fireman at, at past sixty in in Detroit. So, I mean, I'm saying you got this motherfucker in charge of, in charge of one of the greatest countries in the free world what? with access to nuclear weapons and all. I mean, you said stop. this is one of the greatest countries in the free world. I'm telling you, that's the same I, thing. I mean, I I'm thought, saying. Rob. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's mm, you know, yeah, one of the biggest. How about that? Uh, one of the biggest. That's true. We can go. We can run with that. But Trump's right. only okay. four years younger, and Trump looks like he's in awful shape. Like, Trump looks like he couldn't even donate his body to science fiction right now. Right. Like, he ain't no, he ain't no healthier than Biden. He ain't no more able-minded than Biden. Yeah, you know, I get it. Trump's a clown. I and I think a lot of people, you know, his candidates, a lot of his candidates didn't win. He's gonna he's, he's out there. Nobody's going to his rallies this time around. But the clown population, though. The clown population is going to vote for the clown. Yeah, they are. Please believe. All right, we're going to see if a name recognition can carry the day, but... But it wasn't the clown population alone that got him elected. The name you know. Devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. But they both devils. Just remember that. Right. (laughs) I know that's right. Thank you. That's like the lesser of two evils. 
From New Jersey. Who's that? From New Jersey. Yo. By way of what do you do? We, we done, Johnny? We are just about done, my brother. We are just about done. And you, Mr. Robert Brooks, give yourself a round of applause. Why? What I do? What I do? You know this. You know the backhand's coming. No, there's no backhand coming, bro. <laughs> that was earlier in the show. If you want to hear the backhand, you have to. You didn't listen to last week's show, so that that like you know, I actually I actually made quite a few jokes at your expense last week, and I'm glad that uh, I got away I'll with have them. To get into that now that I'm home. I'm glad that I got away with them too. So. Yo, I, I saw on social media today that one of our girls has released got a new book coming out, Didi. Didi, a yes. novel titled One Blood. The name Milner. What's her last name? Milner. Oh yeah, man. Did I tell y'all what happened with Didi? What? Be bad. I, I was. I don't know why I was so silly. Uh, well, I was just throwing a joke out there. But anyway, I ran into her at a uh, a Kroger, like. I want to say 10 years ago, uh, 11, uh, 12 years ago, whatever. Okay. Yeah. And I recognized and we said, what's up, this, that, and everything else. We became Facebook friends. You know, that was before the Me Too and this, that, and everything else. And, mm-hmm. and she made it, she said that, you know, she was talking about TSA or somebody, you know, uh, mentioning that she had a big butt, right? Mm-hmm. Why I comment? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was your comment, by the right. way? Because you're you. <laughs> you know, like, well, did he lie? You know, or something like that, right? You know, uh, but you know, it, it, it was just, you know. And how was, was that received? But 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 social media was kind of new back then. Oh, we a oh, look, man. I I I think I got unfriended quick, and and. Uh, you know, the thing is, I was generally happy, you know, for the book writing and this and that once I learned about it. But, you know, it was like, she was like, oh, nah, I dealt with this asshole in high school. I ain't dealing with him now, you know. It pretty much cut yeah. me off. And he's still an asshole. <laughs> See, but I, think she would, I think she would be the first person to admit that, you know, it's, you know. Yeah, I was a late bloomer. I'm telling you, but you, if you had to put it into a category, it would go into that category. It wouldn't go into, you know, it's not waif like. She knows that. And she had on velvet. And she had on velvet. Almost asked her in the grocery store, what is that, velvet? See, listen. <laughs> I can't make this shit up. She's a, she's a, she's a brilliant writer. She's been a child yes, advocate for, for um, raising yep. brown girls for over two or three decades right now. And I can understand now why she unfriended you. Because that conversation oh, yeah. was tell completely you. and totally inappropriate. Well, no, I was, yeah, I'm not sorry <laughs> for it. It just happened, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, if... I I don't know, you know, I had I hadn't sped up to the level of uh you know, just maturity a lot you know, a lot of people did at, enough, at the time. Enough. I mean I'm different than I was uh back then, but I understand this shit. I don't cut people off. Hell, I no, ain't mad at you're not. Fair enough. You are the same, sir. From Atlanta GA. Yeah, that's true. And you know yeah, what? I'm going to let that be your defining that's statement right. on yourself today. You can speak yourself from Atlanta GA. Mr. Gene Hopkins. Hey, man, that wasn't supposed to be part of the recording. Buster? That's how they say it in California. <laughs> Buster? <laughs> and, of course, from the city of Detroit, home of City Wings. 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down and get you some. Come get you some. Mr. Grant Lancaster. You know, every time I think about City Wings, I think about the Mormons. And I was talking about them derogatorily in a, at a, another day because they're the my Amish, favorite man. pick, too. The Amish. Oh. Come on, man. There's a, there's a big difference. Are they really different? Don't yeah, they the both elder, watch porn? Elder Smith's program is... Don't they both watch porn? Uh, only on Rumspringer. I don't oh. think they have TVs. <laughs> right. Okay. All right, so I got them mixed up. I'm sorry, the Mormons, because my mind is always in the gutter. And they're the number one, like, you know, porn purveyors, and I always like to mention that. Consumers of porn in the United States of America, those hardy Mormons, 
They're good people. We were watching the game the other day, and my girl was like, she was like, I've never seen so many faces that look exactly the same. It was in Utah. <laughs> That's <Wow>. off. <laughs> That's just wrong. Wow. I've never seen the same face. So many faces that look exactly the same. And I'm wondering to myself, is that racist? Is your boy still out there in Utah? Yes, he is. Mr. Oh, Orlando yeah. Walters. Big shout out to O. He's a little bit more yeah, quiet these mahalo. days. Speaking of. He's grinding it out. He's grinding it out. Yes, he's, yeah, a, he's, he's a, a capitalist. He's right about now, boy. He, he is a capitalist. Yeah, yes. It's, it's a full-fledged full challenge right now, boy. You know, well, he was saying, buy, he was saying, pay down your debt. That's what you do at this time. Pay down your debt. Pay down your debt. So, fellas, that's it. Born in Trouble. Whatever episode. You'll, I'll figure it out when I do the tile. Peace. Peace. <laughs>